Business Brain, the Entrepreneur's Podcast, episode 391 for Wednesday, August 3rd, 2022. Greetings, folks, and welcome back to Business Brain here at businessbrain.show. We are the Entrepreneur's Podcast, and here in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. In Lafayette, California, that's where it is. I'm Shannon Jean. <laughs> and we have a new sponsor today, Business Capital Providers, which specializes in funding for small and medium-sized businesses. You can visit them at bcproviders.com slash SBS. We'll talk more in depth about them a little bit later in the show, but good to have good to have them on board. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. That's great. I'm excited about today. We're going to do an interview, aren't we? We are. Our first interview since changing the name of the show to Business Brain. And man, I, like... I just want to get right to it. I, there's there's not a whole lot to say. <laughs> it's fascinating. And, and there's some real take great takeaways from this. I call them T-shirt comments, something that's powerful that you can put on a T-shirt. It would resonate with everybody. And there's definitely a few of them in here. Um, really interesting. And, and a lot about, you know, the business of podcasting, but really more about using your business brain to to pivot and to come up with new concepts, expand what you're doing and scale it. There's some really good lessons here. Yeah. No, our, our, our guest is Gary Arndt from the Everything Everywhere podcast. And he had to create a podcast because his travel related business just died two plus years ago, at which no one will find as any surprise at this point. Yeah, uh, sure. So, yeah, if you're ready to get to it, Shannon, I'm ready to get to it, man. Yeah, let's do it, man. I'm, All right. I'm really looking forward to it. Here we go. Small businessing with our business brains and Gary Arndt from Everything Everywhere. All right. So, you know, COVID-19 lockdowns are something that impacted most business owners, creating headaches for some, creating opportunities for others. Our guest today, Gary Arndt, the host of the Everything Everywhere podcast, falls into both of these categories. Gary, thank you so much for coming on the show and joining us today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I I, I kind of want to jump, uh, we'll jump around in, in time here, but let's talk about how you found yourself deciding to become a podcaster. Tell us a little bit about what you've done previously, although we'll probably dig more into that. And then what made you decide that a podcast was the right thing when you decided to do it? Um, so for the purposes of, of, of this show, uh, 2007, I sold my home, thought I'd travel around the world for a year. That year turned out to be the better, you know, over a decade, um, visited over 200 countries and territories, became a very accomplished travel photographer. Uh, I was named travel photographer of the year, three times in North America, had a very popular travel website, uh, very large following on social media and, uh, so that was basically my business, uh, content creation around travel and photography. And March of 2020, well, I should say February 28th, 2020, I come home from a trip from Portugal. I probably had COVID. This was still so early on sure. that it was like, oh, don't get right. tested unless you need it because frontline workers. So, I, you know, I, I felt bad for about five days and then I got better and then I just never really thought of it. Uh, probably had it. But within that month of, of March, everything shut down like the whole I, I never imagined that the travel and tourism industry, which is one of the biggest industries in the world, would just disappear. Yeah. The flights, car rentals, hotels, everything. 
And everything I had going on, all the contracts, all the the, traffic to my website, everything just vanished. And I basically saw a 95% drop uh, in my income. And I initially thought this would be pretty short. I was already planning uh, projects for May. Uh, of, of 2020, because I thought, yeah, this will be over in a few weeks. Of course, hope, hope is a valuable thing. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we didn't know at the time. No, we didn't. You know, I thought yeah. this was a, you know, and I started talking to some some high up people that I knew in the travel and tourism industry, and they were telling me like, you know, oh, no, this is this is this is going to take years, because even if there was some miraculous cure that came about, the Second and third order implications of all this, of mothballing planes and laying off pilots and selling rental cars and all these other things are going to have repercussions that are going to last a very long time. And we're seeing this today. You know, there are still problems uh, if you want to travel. And I realized that I was I was really in a bad shape because I had put all my eggs in this basket, a basket, which, to be fair, I don't think anybody thought would disappear, but it did. And so I needed to do something. And a couple of years previous, I had this idea of starting a new. I had been podcasting for quite a while since 2009. Okay. Uh, I had a show called This Week in Travel, but we never really took it seriously. It was more for fun. It was me and two other co-hosts. We never made a dime off of it. Uh, I had this idea for another show. I was going to use the name of my website, uh, Everything Everywhere. And uh, I began doing research for some episodes. And these were I, my, the original plan was going to be for like very long two to three hour episodes that I produce maybe once every other week. Uh, and I, I did the math and I realized that the amount of work that would go into it for doing two shows a month probably was not going to pay off. So I sort of put it aside, but I had done all the artwork. I bought theme music. I had all this stuff ready to go, but I just never pulled the trigger on it. So when the pandemic hit, I realized, well, I need to do something else. And the idea went back to this podcast, but I I also realized that the way I was planning it before wasn't going to work. And in the meantime, I had met a friend at a conference and we were in the speaker's room and he was telling me that he had launched a daily podcast and it was the best thing that he had ever done. Absolutely the best. And so I sat down and I did the math. And I realized, well, if you're doing a daily podcast, at a minimum, you're talking about seven times the probably the number of ads from a regular show. So even if it's a 10-minute show, the amount of time compared to a, a, a weekly podcast is about the same. But it doesn't feel as onerous if there's just one ad, say, in a 10-minute episode as opposed to putting seven in a in, in know, a in a we, one hour episode or something. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. That's an interesting. Interesting approach. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I sat down and I developed a format for the show, uh, planned it out. I wrote a list of 100 different show ideas, things that I'd be comfortable talking about. And on Jan- uh, July 1st, 2020, I started the show. Wow. And I've been doing it. With the exception of one week where I moved uh, in September of 2020, uh, I've put out a show every single day. Wow. That's awesome. Okay. So, I, oh, go ahead, Shannon. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you mentioned, uh, before we get on to some of the other questions, Dave, you, you've talked about significant followers and uh, you know people that you had connected with with your travel and photography business. Did, did that, I would assume, well, I don't want to assume, but thinking that that allowed you to pivot faster into the podcast business with those folks that stuck with you, or is it a totally different audience? It's a totally different audience. 
and a totally different mindset. So in the one of the things, the reason I didn't start a travel podcast is one, it was in the middle of pandemic. No one cared about travel. But two, I also discovered kind of the hard way that people only care about travel when they're about to go on a trip. You don't follow travel in the same way that you follow sports or politics or technology or things like that. There's always something new going on in these areas. Celebrity gossip, uh, music, whatever. There's there's new stuff. Nothing new is happening in travel, really. You know, it's just new to you if you're caring about a new place to go. Yeah, I mean, there's a new hotel that opens in New York. So what? Sure. If you go to New York, there are hundreds of hotels, you know, given the number of times a person may visit, they may stay at the same hotel if they enjoyed the, the experience. And, um, you know, it, it doesn't matter to most people. The Coliseum in Rome, still there. It's yeah. going to be there next year. <laughs> it's going to be there the year after that. Yeah. They're not building any more Roman ruins. Uh, you know, occasionally. <laughs> it's not intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or a cruise ship might open, but it. it People aren't following it, right? Yeah. Unless you know, there sure. there is a small community of people. The the most passionate people, quite frankly, are more involved in like travel hacking and credit cards and that. And that never interests me. Hmm. I was traveling to learn about stuff and to see things, and to explore. That's why I was traveling. So the the podcast, and I, I should add, the podcast is is named Everything Everywhere, and that is literally the you know the topic. Literally everything, which I've, I violated every rule of podcasting where one says, oh, you should niche down and have a very defined niche. I'm like, no, I, I just want to, you know, every episode is something completely different. It's the Forrest Gump approach. It's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get every day. I mean, but, <laughs> but in that not niche, you've actually created your niche, right? You have this 10 yeah. minute show about something interest. Well, something historical that you are going to make interesting in 10 minutes or, or less or so right. I should say. Yeah. You know, the tagline for the show is simply learn something new every day. And yeah. it's more often than not about something you didn't even know that you didn't know. Uh, it could be geography. I've done shows on math and science, and it usually does take a historical event where I explain how this thing came to be. Sure. Because a lot of times if, if you think back to your math and science, they never explained why you should be paying it. You know, I have a degree in math and at no point did anyone in a calculus class ever tell me what calculus was. There was never a first day where they said, this is the point of calculus. And I had to figure that out later. And then it kind of made sense in hindsight, but they, they just started, okay, uh, this is the function, blah, blah. And they just jump right into it. And there are like conceptual, you don't need to understand how to solve a lot of these equations to understand, say, what calculus is or what it's trying to do. Right. Or to understand, you know, uh, I and, and so that's kind of the goal of the show. Yeah. To, 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 to make bits of history that maybe people have heard about, but they don't really know what it is. They came across it in history and they forgot about it since then. Uh, it's something that, you know, the piece of Westphalia, that's a term <laughs> that people may have come across. But they don't really know what it is. Sure. And it turns out, so I I will I don't talk about current events on the show, but I will often talk about things that that have to do with current events. And I let people put the two things together. So like the piece of Westphalia, I did a, an example of that. Ended a really horrible war in Europe that most people have forgotten about. But it created this notion today of the nation state. And we have borders. And within those borders, countries can pretty much do whatever they want for better or for worse. 
And crossing those borders is a bad thing. And that's kind of why we have all this, these multinational organizations and such. But it all stems from this treaty that was signed, uh, you know, centuries ago. Yeah. And so. So this is this is interesting to me because you took and, and, and to sort of frame this for our listeners. You had you had an idea for a podcast and and I'm going to even zoom out further. You had an idea for a different business that you could launch a different thing to add to to use our terms, your revenue stack. And. You 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 sort of walked through it a little bit and realized ah, this I, I, this doesn't make sense for me. And you you kind of put it on ice, but you had done a fair bit of the work you, you like you said you got theme music you got a logo you'd figured out what the name was and then suddenly you found yourself in a scenario where you needed to add to your revenue stack and having that stuff that was on ice and being able to go back to it and mine it and completely retool it you weren't starting from scratch and like this is something that we are constantly telling our listeners about is when those ideas come up Flesh them out as far as it makes sense to do in the moment, but don't lose any of that stuff because someday you might find a piece of that that's valuable or the whole thing that's valuable. You know, things evolve. We have ideas that are ahead of their time. You had an idea that was both ahead of its time and also not quite in the way that you needed it until you found the way that you needed it and you found the time that you had to do it. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, I jot stuff down all the time. Yeah. And even within what I'm doing now. There's a lot of plans I have going forward. Um, the content I'm making can easily be repurposed into a YouTube channel. Sure. Easily. Um, and there's many YouTube channels that are very successful, basically doing the same type of content that I'm doing. I already have the scripts written. I already have uh, the audio done. Maybe I re-record the audio, but that's actually pretty trivial. I just need someone to help me do, you know, put together B-roll footage. Whatever the, yeah, whatever like the video that. element of it would be. Um, sure. But at some point, once once the show grows enough, I'll be able to do that. I could repurpose the scripts as ebooks and put them on like the uh, the Kindle store, yeah. uh, sell it very cheap. Uh, I could do it by theme. I could do it by the month that they were put out. I was going to uh, say, if people still whatever. bought coffee table books, your scripts would make a perfect little coffee table book because you could just read one a day and, you know, enjoy. Yeah. Or, you know, I could even create a calendar uh, that has like a fact a day on it. I could uh, I have thoughts for how I could convert this into like a TV show. And there's a lot of places that are looking for podcasts to uh, convert their content into yeah. video. And I'm talking to, you know, a bunch of people right now about the potential for for pitching something to like a Netflix uh, for adapting the series for, you know, something like that. Yeah. So Great. there's a lot of potential. Th- I don't know if any of these will come true. No, but, but I'm at least but thinking of them. You have these ideas and that right. that's the key th- that, you know, that's the entrepreneur's mindset. If you will, that's the business brain, right? That that's, you're constantly thinking with your business brain, even if you're not necessarily taking all of the actions, you're taking some actions. Obviously you've got a thriving no, but, business. But the core of what I'm doing is the yeah. podcast. Right. And I don't, I want to grow it to a certain point and then, you know, uh, I can start thinking about other things. I could yeah. potentially do a spinoff podcast. Oh, man, this is great. Hey, guys, I want to take one minute and talk about our sponsor and a podcast that we want to tell you folks about. Could your business use additional cash flow to help it grow? Or maybe you need to get through a temporary rough spot. If so, our friends and our sponsor at Business Capital Providers 
might just be the help you're looking for because they specialize in funding small and medium-sized businesses quickly and without the lengthy paperwork or strict collateral requirements. And you got to check it out. Go to bcproviders.com slash SBS and you can see how you can get funded for as much as 250 grand in as little as 72 hours. And sometimes approvals come in in less than four hours. If you go to their website, you'll see this. It can apply at no cost and no obligation. There are a couple of restrictions. You just got to be in business for one year and produce revenues of at least $25,000. So you've got to have an established business with a little bit of revenue and you're good to go. It's quick and easy. One page application, six months of bank statements, fast results, no collateral. When banks say no, business capital providers can often say yes. So visit bcproviders.com slash SBS and our thanks to business capital providers at bcproviders.com slash SBS for sponsoring this episode. Next up is a swap we're doing with a podcast we found. You want to relax with curious moments from history? If so, then try this new podcast, Calm History. Each episode is narrated in a calm voice to help you relax or fall asleep. So, you get to do that while traveling back in time to the global history of rubber, Joan of Arc, Henry Ford, the Titanic, Marco Polo, Jackie Robinson, and much, much more. It's called Calm History, and you can search your favorite podcast player for Calm History, or you can use the link in our show notes to silkpodcast.com. Very cool stuff. They've got all kinds of great things here. Calm History is just one of their shows. Go check it out, silkpodcast.com. And our thanks to them for doing this swap with us. Can we talk about how, what are you doing to grow the podcast? One of the questions I get from people when I tell them, you know, we do, I, oh, I do the business brain podcast each week. The question they ask is, well, how do you turn that into a business? You know, so can you speak to that uh, as far as, you know, applying your, your skill set and the, you, you know, the business acumen that you've had with your other business to growing everything everywhere? Uh, sure. So let me give you some numbers. So I just finished the month of July. July 2020 was my first month of the show. So it's been going on for two years. My first month of the show, I had 6,000 downloads. Uh, July 2022, I had 702,000 downloads. Um, that's awesome. And that's a 560% increase over 2021. And so it's grown quite a bit. Um, I'm getting about 16, 17,000 downloads an episode after 30 days right now, globally. Um, and basically what I did is when I started, I'm, I'm pretty data orientated about a lot of things. It's like, <laughs> Clearly. Okay, yeah. What do big podcasts do to grow their shows? And I ignored all the podcasting gurus who are podcasting gurus for the most part, because they have never grown a big show <laughs> because the people with very big shows don't run courses on how that's to right. do podcasting. Yeah. They have a big podcast and that's how they make their money. Uh, and a lot of people say, oh, social media and put out audio. No, that stuff doesn't work. And I and I went and I found interviews with very big podcasters when they talked about their show. And they all said the same thing. Social media, for the most part, doesn't work. You want right. to put out a tweet or Instagram post, that's fine. But it's not going to grow the show. You're catering to an audience that already follows you. Either they know about the show and have already committed or they don't care. Um, what moves the ball forward is promoting your show on other podcasts. I know 
that you invited me on your show. I said, yes. Why? Because I know 100% of the people listening to the show listen to podcasts by, by definition. By definition. So that's right. Yep. So being a guest is one way to do it. Uh, But the biggest way has been uh, buying advertisements on podcast apps and doing feed drops on other shows. And the way I, I tell people is that a lot of people, they want, they desire their podcast to be a business and then they host on anchor. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, right. 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 You are unwilling to spend $5 a month to host your podcast and you are hoping for success. And this is like setting up a restaurant in a tent on a, a abandoned piece of land because you don't want to pay for rent and then hoping your restaurant's going to be successful. No one wants to go there, right? right? You know, you want to look. And so it's just like any other business. You have to spend money uh, in marketing and promotion. No different than anything else. But you have, you have to, to spend, spend money, money in the right places. And no, you're you're 100 percent right that the, you know, promoting on other shows is far and away the place we have the most success as well as in yeah, terms and, of growing and, the audience. Yeah. Some people may not care, but some people say, oh, I'll check that out. At, le- at the very least, you're promoting to people who are going to listen to a podcast because they are literally yes. listening to a podcast. And. I, the, I've just it, it's been I've just uh, purchased my biggest ad buy uh, hmm. ever. It'll be running in starting in a few weeks on uh, player.fm. Uh, that was a five thousand dollar ad buy. I bought their top tier. And if you look at who's advertising on that, it's net big network, big network, big network. And then it's going to be dude sitting in his basement doing a daily history podcast. Perfect. And most of these are like business shows. And there's and I know you guys run a business show, but there's a lot of business shows. There are. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, so. What I and well, the other thing I found is uh, when I run ads like on Overcast or uh uh, podcast addict they usually tell you oh you know here's the range you'll usually get for new subscribers sure. i am always over that range really always. oh that's good to yes. hear oh and i think it's because of the uniqueness of the show a couple things i didn't know when i started is that because it is a short show people tend to listen to shorter podcasts first okay so if you have a three-hour joe rogan episode sitting in your podcast queue and you have a 10-minute show of mine you're not going to finish the Joe Rogan episode regardless, but you can get mine out of the way. Yeah. So you listen to, so that's what I find myself doing. There's a couple of daily shows. I always get those out of the way. And then I leave the longer shows kind of for last. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I didn't anticipate. So one decision I made is that I was going to um, keep it clean. I don't use any language. And that's simply because I've seen other podcasts that I listen to sure. where it is explicit. And I see where they lose listeners in the comments yeah. and, and in reviews. So I'm like, okay, well, let's just, let's just remove that as sure. an issue. Yeah, there's no reason to have it unless there's this very specific reason for your show to have it. That's right. Right. Yep. And, and some do, and of that's course. fine. I have nothing yeah. against it, but yeah. what turns out parents are listening to my show with their children when they take them to school. Absolutely. Homeschoolers are assigning it to their kids. I have high school classrooms that are listening to my show. Never intended was never my goal, but that happened. Um, the other thing I did an analysis of what were the reason for one star reviews for a lot of podcasts. So I went through and I just looked for one star reviews and there were two things that always stood out. One was too many ads. Okay. And the, the second was inserting politics when it wasn't necessary. 
if you have a political show, go nuts. That's why people are there. Right. But if you're doing a tech show and you're like, and this iPhone doesn't work just like the president. Right, sure. Achieving nothing. Right? It, yeah. It, right, it gets, right. you no, know, no, I, 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 I mean, you, you know, because this is how we met that I run a company that manages sponsorships for podcasts and the ones that are successful are the ones that know that, you know, stay in their lane in those regards. Right. You know, not adding politics for no good reason, not adding salty language for no good reason, not adding religion for no good reason. You know, those sorts of things staying on on topic are the you know, that's the thing that brings everybody together. It doesn't matter what their beliefs are outside of it. The point is, you know, that whatever that topic realm is now yours, of course, you have no one specific but topic my, and that's you know, my goal is yeah. for someone for a listener to meet me one day and say gary i have no idea what your politics are oh and i'd just be like yeah, thank that's you that's awesome i get yeah. that uh, I, I actually get the opposite i that was my goal now people when i meet them tell me that they appreciate meeting someone whose politics match their own and people of every political persuasion yeah. say that exact phrase it. to me yep. they they think we agree because we agree on the things i talk about that's it, <laughs> you know, so, yep, it's it's great. And I, I don't I have no reason to dispel that myth for them. I I don't I avoid political conversations with, with people for the most part. But, you know, otherwise, it's fine. OK, so but, I, oh, go ahead. I, I do want to take oh, us in I, another direction. I was going to say, I've not gotten the worst reviews I've gotten are like three star reviews. And the reviews are tend to be in the matter of like this podcast is not perfect. Sure. And I was like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Could have told you but, that. <laughs> no, for the most part, the reviews aren't just like, oh, this is a very good podcast. You were listening. The reviews are like, this is the best podcast ever. That's great. Like really yeah. Yeah. gushing, like, you know, uh, over the top type reviews that I never would have expected. And I think it's because I acknowledge people's time. I keep the show very tight and it's something you can get some, you know, take away from every single day. So I, I love this uh, idea of learning by mining one star reviews of other shows. This is and, and going in with truly an open mind, you know, being that sponge and just whatever lessons are there. Those are the lessons you're going to learn. You didn't have any preconceived notions about what you were looking for other than what is in the one star reviews. I love it. This is not even the travel thing, though, is not your first business. Uh, on your website, you talk about how you got bit by the travel bug sort of as a result of or as from as the fallout of selling a business that you had in the late 90s. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the process of of what that business sale looked like and how the travel kind of uh, fell into it after that? So I had a very early Internet company in the 90s. Okay. Uh, we made uh, database driven web applications back oh. when everyone was still doing Static HTML. Yeah. Are you familiar with a product called Cold Fusion? Of course. Yes. I'm, I'm a yeah. nerd. Okay. So yes. Yeah. Yes. So my my college roommate built it, <laughs> and uh, JJ Alaire and I was living with him when he was building it, and as he was building the app and the company, uh, this is very early on. People were coming to him saying, "Well, I would like uh, my company's website to use this Cold Fusion and to have a database connected," and he didn't want to get into the business of doing websites. He wanted to focus on the product. So he said, well, do you want to do this? So I'm like, sure. I had nothing going on. Uh, so I started 
doing this. And it, it's a very simple, just a, a markup language for doing, uh, you know, SQL queries and things like that. Sure. And uh, then I hired a friend who had a friend. And four years later, uh, I'm a 28 year old guy with a company with 50 people. And I sell it to what was the remnants of Control Data Corp. Uh, at that time, they were a consulting firm. And I didn't know it when I sold it, but they turned around and then sold the company to the British Telecom consulting unit a year later. And I think the reason they bought my company was they needed to have some internet stuff on the balance sheet. Of course. (laughs) Because otherwise they were just, you know, doing stuff with old mainframes. Um, But uh, the sales process was interesting. I had a a guy as an advisor who uh, was, had bought and sold many telecommunications companies. He was uh, absolutely uh, helpful in that process. Yep. And then I, after I sold the company, I was basically uh, on their org chart. There was kind of like no one above me or below me. I would show up at 10 in the morning every day, made sure everyone saw me. And then I'd go for lunch and never return. <laughs> and they were paying me $125,000 a year for this. And no one cared. And then I eventually convinced them, well, send me, send me to your offices around the world. So I'll talk about, <laughs> you know, the, the internet development. And sure. You know, how they can, you know, this is, I remember this is the nineties yeah. really early on. Yeah. And so before, before the, around the, before world. the first bubble burst, that's right. Yeah. Yes. And you know, all this stuff is, you know, it's trivial today. Everything has a database, you know, WordPress and it, it it's not a big deal, but this was even before uh, Apache. This was before, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah. MySQL, all these free type things before PHP. Right. Um, so it was it was still a different universe. No, so Cold, Cold Fusion was was an amazing thing at, at the time. I mean, it, it's yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So they sent me to uh, Tokyo, Taipei, Singapore, Frankfurt, Brussels, uh, Paris and London. It was a three week trip. First time I'd ever really been anywhere. Circumnavigated the globe. And uh, that kind of uh, got me started on travel. And I even started a website for the people in the company. And I had this very early digital camera that I took pictures of different things with. And uh, that's kind of how it started. Amazing. Okay. Yeah. Well, that 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 paints a, a picture of not only how the travel started, but also m- more of what we call here your talent stack that sort of informs how you got to this point today, you know, building websites is not, is, is relatively trivial for you. And, and that's, that's a, that's been helpful for you, you know, in, in the travel blog and, and the travel stuff. And then of course with the podcast as well. So yeah, that's good. That's good. I think it was more a mindset about yeah. um, thinking in terms of business. It's the business I, brain, there, man. There are, <laughs> well, there are some that. people like when, when everything uh, went to hell for me, my my first reaction wasn't, boy, I need to get a job. In fact, that is a an impulse that I've never had in my life. Other than that one year period where I was on the payroll and didn't do anything, um, that's the only real job I had. And I wouldn't really ever consider that a job. Sure. That yeah, that's, that's a contractual obligation. That's a fallout from the contract from the, the sale right. of the business. Yeah, that's very different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're I'm you know, the 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 thing you're always thinking of is, well, how can I you know, what do I do? Not. Who will hire me? And yeah. I think I would make a horrible employee, Sorry. to be honest. Patently um, unemployable. We, yeah, we call and, ourselves patently unemployable. You're welcome to, to use that term. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the other great thing about the podcast is that people will ask me, like, well, why are you doing that? It's because it scales. 
And this is the tough thing that people, so I ended up actually going back to Wisconsin where my family was, because I knew this would be a process. You're not going to have a successful podcast overnight. So it's been two years of doing the show. And I'm just now getting to the point where it's becoming successful. I'm getting the attention of uh, larger companies within the industry. And, uh, but, but it was two years of kind of doing nothing and the whatever income I made, I was just plowing it back in, in terms of promotion. Yeah. Most people are not going to have two years where they're going to be able to work on something without any uh, reward from it, you know, but I am happily willing, you know, my first business in the nineties, I, I bootstrapped it. I never received a dime in funding, never took out a loan and I funded it through my own poverty. And I'm happy doing that. I am happy living on next to nothing because I know, okay, it's my revenue path will be zero, 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 quarter million dollars, half a million dollars. And you amortize that over the course of it. And then suddenly it starts to make sense. You just have to suffer through a couple of years of building the business. And I'm now kind of in that inflection point where the show is growing, the word is spreading, interest. And the other weird thing about podcasting is that until you get like 10,000 downloads an episode, no one really cares. Right. That's right. right. Yeah. You have 9,000 people listening, might as well be zero. And then suddenly you hit 10,000. Oh, everyone, yeah. you know, and there aren't a lot of shows that have 10,000 downloads an episode. No. And so it's this weird environment where suddenly you hit that point and you, you know, everyone, you know, no one wanted to to take a chance with you at 9,000, which they probably should if yes. they're smart. We you know. we take chances with shows at, at 5,000 all the time. Yeah. yeah because, because we know we can help grow, them grow. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so that, so that's been kind of a weird experience, but there's nothing I don't need to, other than maybe more promotion, uh, the system I have in place now, I can reach 1,000 people as easily as 10,000 people, as easily as 100,000 people or a million. Yes. There's, you know, it doesn't require uh, a tenfold increase in expenses or to time. have a tenfold increase in audience. Yeah. No. Yeah. Your you're same amount of time and and a, a modest and 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 trackable increase in maybe your bandwidth expenses. But but that's that's it. You're done. Yeah. Yeah. And so that ability to scale yeah. uh, was really important. And I, you know, I talked to people about this, like you can get a good job, you know, working, you know, a very nice salary, but w- will you ever get a tenfold increase in your salary? No, no, no. Nope. Maybe if you're lucky, you could get a high executive position and double it. Right. Maybe. Uh, and that will take years, you know, plus political maneuvering and whatever else goes on <laughs> yeah. in the co- company. Well, you have to be employable. <laughs> right. So, yeah, that that counts us out. Yeah. So so that's why I did it. And I, and I also think that I'm in a unique position to do this sort of show. I, I don't think Wondery, if Wondery wanted to do my show, they would call, they would need a team of writers. They would have a host who's just reading the script. But I've been to like I said, I, I, I'm doing tomorrow's show on the Marshall Islands. I've been there. So I have. Things that I know from having been there and and gathered information that I can talk about in addition to to research that I've done on the show. Um, And there's a lot of the episodes, I'd say maybe more than half, 
where I can throw in some personal anecdote or I can do something from personal experience because I've been to the Colosseum. I've been to Roman ruins all over the world. I've been to all these places. I have degrees in five different subjects that are not really related. Um, so I have this vast knowledge base to to work off of. So you have you have a <clears throat> as as most people do, you have a unique talent stack that you've cultivated over the years and and you are absolutely using, if not all of it, certainly a good chunk of it to create this thing that would be very difficult for any other single person to create because they don't have what you have. And and, and the smart part is using your business brain. You've identified all of this. So I like this is this is fantastic. So I, I'm curious, though, you, you know, the uh, living in a, a COVID lockdown world was perfect for doing a daily podcast of 10 minute stuff. And like you said, prior to all of this, you had traveled and visited things. So you have this breadth of experience that you can tap into and pepper into the show. I'm sure you're going to want, if you haven't already, that you're going to want to start traveling again. So I'm curious. I know you've answered this question. How will you continue doing the daily show while you are out exploring the world? Have you, have you, have you completely fleshed that out yet? Um, I'm not going to travel until one travel gets better. Okay. Cause it's still kind of a pain to travel. Absolutely. Right. And yep. two, uh, the goal is to eventually hire some writers because right now the biggest thing for me to put out a show is writing and research that takes several hours recording the show is trivial. If right. you don't have any guests and it's just you and it's a script, it's easy. Um, so once I can hire writers, then I think I can start traveling again and it'll be different. I'll probably stay in one place for a longer period of time, maybe like a two to three month stint. That makes sense. And the other great thing is, so, so the one travel brand that actually stuck miss with me was the tourist office of Spain. And I actually did several episodes that they sponsored where I, the, the topic of the show was something about Spain. Could have been uh, Salvador Dali. It could have been Queen Isabella, the Canary Islands, whatever. And I've talked to several uh, travel brands that I still have contacts with about maybe doing a residency in Spain or in Barbados or in Estonia, where huh. I just go and record the podcast there for a couple months and maybe do several episodes about people, places, or things pertaining to that country. Um you know, a lot of people don't know uh, the only time George Washington ever left the United States was to go to Barbados, uh, which was a, a British colony at the time. And there's a lot of history there. Uh, so there's tons of things to talk about in these places. And uh, the, the the only difficulty is getting them to understand podcasting. They're really sort of behind the ball. Uh, but the numbers I'm I'm getting at this point are big enough where I think it'll just overwhelm any concerns they have about marketing through podcasting. Sure. Uh, yeah, I would agree with Makes that. Sense. Yeah. 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 Well, this has been I, it, it, intensely informative and enjoyable. I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, Gary. Is there, is there anything else you want to share before we, uh, before we wrap up at least this interview and maybe we'll do this again someday uh, as your business evolves. If you're thinking about doing a podcast, uh, I don't think it's a bad idea, but you need to have a definite plan before you start and you need to put in the time. You're going to probably have to do it for two years, I'm guessing, before you really start to see things take off. You might get lucky. 
uh, beforehand, depending on your niche and depending on how you do it. And also, you have to have a willingness to spend money, I believe, to promote the show. People talk about the fact that there's a discoverability problem in podcasting. And I don't think it's true any more than there's a discoverability problem in movies or there's a discoverability problem in books. The last Avengers movie had a marketing budget of over $200 million for a movie that everyone knew was coming out and was the second half of a, of a two-part, you know, a series of, of films. Yet they spent $200 million to promote it. A podcast, uh, like I said, all the big podcasts do this. They have a promotion budget, yeah. at least for when they launch. Yeah. And you need to think about that as well. And That's I true. You can true. solve the discoverability problem with money. That's a, yeah. a, as they do in every other business. In fact, every yeah. piece of advice you just gave when you said if you're starting a podcast, I would say if you're starting a business, all of that follow, follows true. You got to, you know, be willing to spend some money. You have to be willing to spend time and it, it's going to take time. So, yeah. And don't be too rigid to your plan. Yeah. You're going to discover things along the way. Like I didn't know kids and parents were listening to my show. There are nine year olds out there who think I have their favorite podcast. And my show is not designed for nine-year-olds. Uh, and then it got me thinking, well, maybe I could tap into the homeschool market. Maybe I could do a daily newsletter that's like five, you know, questions about the show where you can quiz people on retention, where this could be used as a free resource for families. I didn't think about that when the show first started. Right. And now I realize this is an opportunity that I might have. And there's other opportunities like this that pop up along the way. Of so course. definitely have a plan and especially a format for the show that I've never deviated from my format. Hmm. 30 second cold open, which I reuse for TikTok. I reuse it for posting on social media. Nine seconds of theme music. I have a set spot for the ad. I have an audio cue that the ad is done. So if I, I, I do pro, uh, programmatic advertising and it sure. doesn't sound weird, like I'm sticking in, you know, yep. and you've probably heard podcasts where they do that. Not an issue on my show. I do the body of the show, and then I have a, a an ending where I usually read a, a, a review, uh, and that has helped get the really good reviews. Yeah, and I also do questions and things like that that people might have. So interesting, fascinating. So I, I know we've talked about the name of the show many, many times, but before we go, Gary, please tell us, please tell our listeners where they can find you and your show, if you would please. Uh, wherever you're listening to this. Just go search for everything everywhere daily. And uh, if, unless you're listening to it on a website and then just go search it on Google, I guess. Uh, but basically it's on every podcast app and uh, it doesn't matter. You know, I tell people if you don't know where to start, just pick an episode you think is interesting and start from there. Perfect. And don't listen to the episodes that you already know something about because the, the most valuable ones are the ones that you have no clue what it's about. Amazing. I love it. Great. Gary. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking your time and sharing all of your stories and your thoughts and your insights with us. We really appreciate it. Oh, man. You know, it's fascinating. It, it's the first interview we've done since we changed the name to Business Brain. And what a perfect interview to do. Right? Yeah, he got it. Here's a guy. Yeah, he Gary has a business brain. And, and though I'm sure he's never called it that. He is astutely aware of the fact that he has a business brain and he leverages it very intentionally all the time. It's it's yeah. always what he's doing. Uh, well, the comment that you know sticks with resonates with me is I never thought about going and getting a job. Yeah. 
I feel yeah. the same way. I've never thought about that once right. you have some success. And so, but even when know, things I, fell apart for him, you yeah, know, that, that, yeah. or what he said was, you know, he asked the question, what do I do? Not who do I work for? And yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, he's got thousands of bosses now instead of just one. Yes. And he's got something that he can scale up or down as needed. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great example of um, a pivot that really works. And it, it works to his strengths, right? Yes. It's uh, his experiences and travel and that kind of thing. And, and uh, it's, it's terrific. I know it's good. I, um, I, I loved his, he, there were a couple of great sound bites in there. One of my favorite ones was I funded, I funded businesses through my own poverty, poverty. <laughs> and what, I, but, but like, yeah, that's a powerful thing to know that, okay, the way I'm funding this is by not buying a new house yeah. and a new car and, yeah. you know, and or fancy dinners out. Like, those sacrifices, if you want to call them sacrifices, are the, the price he is paying very explicitly. Yeah, even where he lives. It's like, well, I came and, back to this area yeah. because I knew I would have to do this and take a deep dive. And, yeah. you know, so here, you know, getting to a place that's inexpensive and being thoughtful about that. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to come live in New York City or, you know, California in the Bay Area because it, it, it doesn't work in it's the a, beginning. No, it doesn't make sense. doesn't make to, sense. It, yeah. To fund your business while you're also having to fund this, yeah. you know, high-priced lifestyle. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Yep. Terrific. And the question, will you ever get a tenfold increase in your salary? I yeah, like that's that. Brilliant. It's good. Yeah. yeah, man. Won't happen. The business brain. No. I, it's been a while since we've done an interview, but when I met Gary, I knew that we needed to to have him tell his story to all of you, and I'm glad we did. So, yeah. 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 I agree. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening yet again. Make sure to send us your questions, feedback at businessbrain.show. Check out our sponsor, bcproviders.com slash SBS if you need some funding for your business. And go check out Com History as well as Everything Everywhere. We'll see you next time. Keep living that charmed life, folks.